Welcome to the Freud's Angels podcast, where two highly intuitive women dig into everyday problems using our connection to the divine, psychology, and energy work. We support you in your self-awareness, growth, and aid you in your shadow work. Now we're your hosts. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Grace. Let's get into the show. Hey, angels. How are we? How are things? (sighs) We're here again. And We're we're, we're glad to be back because... We took a weekend off recording because I had um, a class intensive to uh, teach. And I'm telling you what, I don't like that. that (laughs) I miss these moments because so much life happens between now and two weeks. It's like, I can't. can't. Yes. And we've been doing this weekly, just the podcast and then adding things in here and there other days of the week. So like, I mean, pretty regularly. So yeah. Like like, like, two years almost. Yeah. Yeah. Two years. It will be. Wow. Can you imagine? Yeah. So for two years, we've been doing this off and on, like, you know, like very, very, very little off. And uh, yeah, but it's, it's a time too, I think. There's so much growth happening with both of us oh my God. that that week is like, wow, I feel like I've lived a lifetime that I have to tell you about because so many things. I know. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like, oh my God, I didn't tell you. Oh my God, I didn't tell you. Like, I, I felt like I kept saying that. Yeah. Like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which is great. You know, like, I, I love that, you know, and I think that that like is the beauty of what can happen when you do something, Yeah. right? Like we did this podcast with pure intentions for others. Yeah. And now we're seeing like that there's so much benefit for us from doing it. And that's great. Yeah. I had, um, oh, who was it? One of the people from work that I shared that had a podcast, um, shout out to Aminda, um, she sent me a message. She's been traveling and she had listened to one of our podcasts. And I don't remember. It was an, it was an older one. I'm trying to think. Um, I'm trying to think what it was. Um, And she had said that, uh, oh my gosh, I don't remember what she said. Hold on. Yeah. Going to the tape. <laughs> All oh. of you out there in podcast land, we're going, we're going to the message to see what it yeah. is. <laughs> oh, where we were discovering our energy leaks and how to fill it back up. And she was like, I loved it. And I'm like, oh my God, that was so long ago. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, like, we did that. <laughs> we did. <laughs> I better go listen to it. <laughs> so when, when somebody just randomly sends me a message like that, I'm like, oh, yes, yes. I'm glad you found success with that. So Absolutely. that's, you know, it's, it's when, when we have those moments that fulfills us because we're, it's like, we're on, we're, ha- we're having a conversation with the nothingness. Like yeah. it's with you, dear listener, but we don't ever get to have that 
reciprocation of conversation. So when someone tells me or wants to talk about an episode, I get like pumped. I'm like, yeah, let's talk about it. How did you relate to it? What was your biggest takeaway? Like, I want to like mine how they felt because we essentially get no feedback or little feedback for what we do. Yeah. We just see that people are listening. (laughs) We get our little podcast report telling us how many people are listening and what our rank is. So we're kind of like, well, I guess people are getting something, but yeah, that feedback is really, I mean, it's wonderful because it allows for that extra expansiveness, right? And like, we say it all the time. We say it at every, at the end of every episode that like, Hey man, reach out to us because we really like want this to expand for you, but it expands for us too. Like every individual that comes and has a a point of view or a, um, an experience around the stuff that we talk about, we love it. We do this because we love it. This isn't a job. We don't get paid for this. We love it. So when we can expand it, (laughs) like bring it, (laughs) bring it. (laughs) When we can, when we know that we're impacting your life and, and, you know, and that we've made a difference, freaking, we need to hear that. But we also would love to hear what you're thinking and what thoughts maybe, maybe you had a thought or epiphany, or maybe you had a different idea of how that affects people or another piece of that puzzle because Vanessa and I I'm you know what we know we're not the authoritative of everything Mm -hmm. we may be subject matter experts within our own lives Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that there isn't another piece of that subject matter that someone else has and so when we get to talk about these things with other people it pumps us up because we're we're taking that as greater learning greater understanding of what we're talking about Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we get and so psyched when we get to talk about, <laughs> right. We get to learn and throw more things in that, that learning vault. Cause we know, yeah. like you said, everybody is individual. So it's like, bring those experiences here so that we can expand our own minds because we love that. That's what we're here for. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy to look back. Like I've been doing a lot of looking back lately, um, mm-hmm just kind of on my life and seeing all the different lifetimes, but even just thinking of how close-minded I've been in my life because of not remembering the uniqueness of people and being really grateful that that changed so that I could be like, yeah, this is pretty common, or this is, you know, the way that it is for most people, but tell me your experience because I want all of that knowledge. I'm understanding that I don't know everything. Nobody knows everything because People are a wild card. Every single person is a different person. That's amazing. To me, that's awesome. (laughs) Like I will never not have that part of my brain light up because everybody has something new to to share with me. (laughs) Awesome. I love, I love it. I think it's, I think it's, oh, I don't know. I I just, I, I love when people are willing to open their minds to a different way of thinking and, or to suspend disbelief long enough to be like, Oh, Oh, okay. You know, like, Oh, Mm -hmm. I didn't think of it that way or, Oh, but, Oh, here's how I think about it in this way. And, and so we both get to learn together. It's not that either of us are right or wrong. It's, sharing our experience of the situation. I think it's, it, it just, it's mind blowing. 
um, sometimes to see how other people think, because you just, you really get a different perspective of life. Mm-hmm. So while, while <laughs> that is, we're, let, we're kind of like, oh, okay, now we're, what's the topic of our conversation today? Besides like super duper, like, hey, reach out to us, talk to us, have conversation. We want to talk to you. We need more people everywhere in every part of our lives <laughs> to know things. Yeah, <laughs> we do have a theme today, y'all. <laughs> we do. <laughs> um, it actually, I think, kind of comes along with some of the stuff that we were talking about, you know, what our theme for, for this podcast is. And it's really, you know, kind of, it, it is related to that expansiveness and being able to allow for it. And then... <laughs> doing something about it. So, I mean, um, to be, I mean, I don't even know that we've named it right. Like, so I don't have the catchphrase handy for what we're, what we're naming this podcast, but, you know, I, I think it's very, uh, relevant for us to be having this discussion because of our past and because of our futures and because of our currents. Um, y'all know we do some things, We come up with some ideas and then we go do them. (laughs) We do some things that people go, are you really going to do that? And we just do it. Yes, we are. Watch and see what happens. Um, And we want to talk to you guys about that and kind of about how that process can go smoothly and what it can do for you and having that courage to look around Um, I think that when we, I mean, we, we did our like pre, our pre-podcast talk, but I think when you had said that the courage, I thought, yes, like the courage to even look around that does take courage. We sometimes like discount that, that it's scary to look sometimes because we don't know what's going to happen when we see. And I was like, Okay, that is so good because we're so used to talking about the courage to do, um, but we can't do what we don't see. We can't do what we haven't looked at. And some of the things we haven't looked at are the things that we need to do. (laughs) I think part of the reason why we're afraid to see the things in our blind spots is because of judgment. We judge ourselves so harshly. We judge ourselves for not doing this, not having this. This is not enough. I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. There's so much judgment that gets placed on us at a very young age that we carry all of that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think like, I, and those of you know, I'm teaching um, the Healing Angel Protocol where, where I have a level two and a level three going. We just did an intensive for level one last weekend. And and I think one of the things I said was, if, if anything, let this process serve to you as a way to see yourself through the eyes of spirit and to let go of the judgments that you carry around about your life, about yourself, about your finances, about your, where you're at, about your age, about what you've done, about all of that stuff. If anything... If, if anything is served, let it be served that this is like, we're, we're done. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we can l- set the judgment aside. That's mm-hmm. why neutral observer is so important in our process. Because when we see things we don't like about our life, 
whatever facet of life that is, we want to mm-hmm. step into self-recrimination or victimhood, yeah. or that we want to step into these spaces that are not conducive to taking care of the situation. Yeah. So when we can step back and listen and look at things from a space of, I'm looking at this for informational purposes only. And when we do step into judgment to try to step back into neutral and go, is judging me in this moment helping me at all? Yeah. Being Mm -hmm. able to answer that question is the judgment I'm having about myself. Is it changing my situation? Yeah. And most of the time it's no, it's not. It's making it worse actually. (laughs) Right. Right. It's complicated process. (laughs) Yeah. Are we brains to keep us safe is going to pass this judgment. So if we can step behind that judgment and see it for what it is, it's a, it's a fear mechanism. It's a mechanism that has been given to us. That is a way to keep us safe. Cause if we judge us, we won't make risky decisions. Yes. And that's why our brain does it. Mm-hmm. So as you follow along today, in today's podcast, I encourage you to practice neutral observer. <laughs> I encourage you to practice non-judgment. And to really step behind those feelings of what it is, because we're going to talk about things that even I have judgments about myself. And we're going to talk about how we get there, you know? Mm-hmm. So, that, and that's why rule number one, no judgment, neutral observer in place at all times. Yes. That's, uh, that's imperative at this point. Absolutely. And, and then we're going to take a facet of each different things that, you know, we all, we, Vanessa and I have both been stretching ourselves into spaces of possibility. So Mm -hmm. I think let's start with our finances, Vanessa. Let's, let's start with the big one. Let's, let's just get it out the gate. Throw them in the, throw them in the deep end. The $3 million girl in the room, right? The elephant in the room, whatever. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, God, I mean, we all have some sort of something around money and our finances, all, all of us, whether it's fear or, you know, the opposite or whatever, there's, there's, there's something that's in place. But I think, you know, um, recently, and like, it's, it's been a while since, since I've gone on, on a journey, um, <laughs> but I'm about to go on a journey again um, of leaving this place that I live in and where that takes me. Um, and one of the things that happened was, I mean, everybody knows the market right now. This is, this is not a market to do anything in unless you've got some money and, um, I have to do something. I have to figure out what to do. And my finances were not ready for that. I wasn't planning. I just wasn't, I, I have been surviving and chilling and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I had to think about what was going to be my next move. And I want my next move to be stable. I, that's what I thought I was having here was a stability in order to, you know, kind of have, have some control. And, you know, I've, I've found out recently that I don't have that control. So it meant that I had to look in some blind spots that I, that weren't for me. <laughs> right. And so here we are in that conversation of the judgment. And when we think of judgment, it's not always a, a, a negatively charged electric bolt of your shitty person. Sometimes it's just what I've judged as possible or not possible. Right. And for whatever reason, right. So 
in this situation, being a homeowner, something I've never thought I could do ever. I don't make a lot of money. I never really have. And even when I have, I lived in an expensive place. So that was where all my money went. <laughs> so <laughs> it was like break even, like break even is, is, should be my middle name. Cause I don't like my middle name. Go back and <laughs> listen to the name. Last week. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I really stumbled across something that I think can help me or will help me. And it really allowed for a lot of expansiveness in that financial category of what is possible for me. And it was scary at first to dive out in there and have people tell me, you know, that I had to wait, that you're not ready, that your financials aren't there and all that kind of stuff. And to stumble across someplace that, that is really going to like take you under, under their wing and help you do that. It makes a dreamer out of you. And I think that, that, it shifted so much of my financial mindset simply by having that experience. Um, and it was, it's, I mean, it still is scary, right? The idea that there could be a, a more, a longer process than what I, what I'm looking for, but I'm so excited to have stepped into that space to allow myself to take that judgment off that, Oh, that's not for you. You can't ever do that. That's you have to, in order, for you to be one of those people you have to have this thing whatever that thing was like when I went when I actually went through and looked at that thing it was like "Eh." (laughs) this whole judgment is falling apart (laughs) pretty quickly um but yeah like I think that that's um you know one of the more recent things for me when it comes to my finances of like man there's so many more things possible when you take that programming out of it and you look around and see what else is out there because if you don't look, you're not going to see it. So, I mean, we shall see. This is a process that is going to happen very quickly. <laughs> One way or another, you're going to see what whatever my journey is uh, of, of leaving this, this home in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. But the expansiveness that has come from it is going to take me some good places. And I think that that's, you know, the, the lesson that I had to learn in... Um, and that money mindset thing that I've been working on. Yeah. And so let's flip this, flip the, flip that equation. Okay. Say you have dreams of buying a home, say you want to be a homeowner, but you're not sure. And you've just convinced yourself you don't qualify. So why bother trying? It's no sense. A whole mortgage broker told you it was not possible. Right. And say that, you know, oh, they're not even going to stretch to give you the programs that could help you. They're not even going to give you the advice of what you need to do. And you're really afraid to look at your finances and you're really afraid to look at what's there because of judgment, knowing you may have, maybe you have a lot of debt, maybe that, you know, I, I know me, I had periods of time in my life where I accumulated a lot of debt and I was stuck but I also know that I got out of it and I, and I did the work to get out of it. So I know it's possible, but we're afraid to, when we're afraid to encounter our finances, when we're afraid to look at them because everybody looks to be, it reminds us that we're not rich. It reminds us that we're not, you know, the Instagram model who makes millions of dollars off of her channel and that we're not the entrepreneurs or it, 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 
there's a judgment behind seeing our finances that are not lucrative. And I get it because I had those same judgments too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, However, if we don't see what's there and look at reality and look at the actual sense of this is what I have to work with, the less likely you're going to do anything to fix it. the more likely you're going to just pass the judgment without even looking and just be like, yeah, no. Continue the path. And And continue accumulating debt, continue the process. Mm -hmm. So when you become the cycle breaker, because it's usually a lot of times like mine's familial. Mine's always absolutely mine too. Mm -hmm. And so when I choose to break the cycle, it means I have to do the work in order to look at things and to be clear and to be very, 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 very clear with myself and to remind myself every day that is buying this what you want and does it attribute to the path that you want to take or it is, is it part of the inhibiting? And it's not to say we need to get OCD about what we spend our money on, but we need to become more clear about what, like, I still eat out, friends. I'm I'm doing a little bit of a a kind of a debt reconstruction and a kind of a just a a process where I'm minimizing things and I'm trying to, you know, use that snowball effect of paying things off. And I'm, and I'm mildly successful at it. And actually I'm really successful at it, to be honest. Um, But, and I still will eat out, but I don't eat out every day. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you know what? I get it. Eating out is a good thing for you. Some days you work late to like seven, eight o'clock at night, and you're not going to start a big meal at seven, eight o'clock at night. And you need to eat because you're working. I get that. Mm-hmm. So how many times a week are we going to allow that to be an, an issue? And can we plan better for the rest of the week in order to not have this be an issue? Like yeah. I give shift. myself permission to do it because it's my money and I get to choose, but what is it preventing me from achieving or obtaining in my life? Because I've chosen it that moment that I'm just too tired. Like, so like now I'm like, I bought cereal, <laughs> like you're tired. There's your cereal. Like, yeah, seriously. Like there's mm-hmm. your bagel, there's cereal. Here's some hard boiled eggs. If you want some protein, like here are the things that you will eat if you are tired because it takes no effort, absolutely no effort. And even mm-hmm. some like, you know, lean cuisine meals or something like that. Yep. There's a lot of sodium, but the $3 it cost me for that is way less than the $25 I'm going to spend on delivery, which will also have to say the sodium. Count. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and even worse, because chances are I'm going to buy fried food, like French fries, even if it's like from a restaurant, I'm going to try right. French fries. Yep. So cholesterol right yeah a hundred percent and when you break it down that way so it's it's for me it's not about I didn't say you're never gonna have this again it it boils down for me is I give myself a choice do you want this 
or do you want this work more? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and, and just last night I was working at my computer. I was in a groove. I had all my social media clients done. I had all of my class transcriptions done. I was organizing the, the, the class system. I was like, I was in it and I was on a roll and it was eight o'clock at night. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to order out. I'm like, are you? <laughs> Did we not just make a lot of money in order for us to have to be able to, you know, get our tooth fixed, get things in my life that I want done, pay off some cards, pay off some other debt that I have. Did you not just work that hard to do all of that? And now you're going to decide to eat out. And I'm like, and and, and I sat with it and I thought about it and I thought about it. And as I thought about it, I got up and I threw, like, I, I love, there's a company that makes these breaded chicken breasts that are like real chicken, mm-hmm. threw it in the oven, threw something else in the oven to go with it. And I went back to working and I'm like, okay, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause I like, I, yeah. Okay. So they're not, they're not nutritious, but it's far nutritious than what I'm going to buy on DoorDash. Sure. You know, but it's also, I, in that moment, I realized I had a choice Yes, and I made the choice. So that's what, when we talk about courage, when we talk about the idea of having the courage, it's not so much to do the things, but it's the courage to not do the things. Yeah. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we need that, that ability to put something that's not an instant gratification in front of the things that are going to satisfy us in that moment. Yeah. And making it a choice rather than an autopilot. Right. I never want to take away my choice. There are going to be moments where, yes, I choose to order DoorDash instead of to eat Mm -hmm. in my kitchen. There's going to be moments I do that. I Mm -hmm. guarantee it because I just, there are moments like that. But if I can give myself other options, that are, you know, that my, my dinner last night was amazing. I thought it was great. I loved it. And if, if I allow myself those things and I allow myself like rather kind of, kind of nutritious, but rather just, you know, quick and easy things to make versus, you know, ordering out, I I'm more likely to eat in. Yeah. It's just, I, I just feel I, you know, there's sometimes I just don't want to put effort into cooking. And there are sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'm going to cook. And like, I have a, I have a bag of like shrimp angel hit with angel hair pasta in the freezer. And I'm like, I can't wait to make that, you know? So there's like, it's the power of the courage is to be able to see what it is to see yourself for your tendencies. What are my tendencies? Okay. I am the queen of eating out. And I know that. And I know my tendencies. I'm quick to eat out versus cook. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, so how can we make cooking be successful enough that I choose it more times than I choose to eat out? Yeah. I'm not going to judge myself for it. There's no reason. My dad did all that judgment for me. He, I don't need yeah. to judge myself. He judged right. me enough. And I carried that to the point where I used to get so upset if I wanted a bag of grapes from the grocery store, but it wasn't in the budget. So I felt I couldn't get them. That's how extreme those judgments went. 
Oh man. Yeah. And so now that I'm free of that, my pendulum swang too far the other way and I'm eating out at every meal and spending a lot of money. And now I'm coming back to center where I give myself the option. You know what? Do you feel like pizza tonight? Yeah. I want pizza tonight. Okay. Order your pizza. No, uh, you know what? You know what I really want tonight? I I'll, I'll make this. This is actually really good. Cause I, I really like this chicken and I really like this, whatever else I made. And, you know, it gave me the sense of I cooked and it was yummy mm-hmm. and I didn't have to put hours of effort into it. Right. And there wasn't this negative attachment to it of, Oh, I can't do what I want, which is eat out. Like, because it was a very intentional choice with all of that awareness behind it of like, well, you know, I do have a goal and I want to meet, I want to meet the goal. So the things is this balance or is this not balance? Right. Like in having this, have it be just a really gentle conversation rather than like, Oh, well you can't because you want to, which is what I think happens when you don't do it with intention. We feel the burn of being deprived (laughs) And it sucks and it makes it a very negative journey when it can really be a positive change journey where we feel very intentional and in the moment and like we're we're working toward what it is that we want with a good feeling, not a negative feeling. Like it's, it's, it's a bad thing. Exactly. And, and there are nights, Friday night, all bets are off. Friday night is my night that, that me and my cat, we order out, we sit on the sofa and we watch crap TV. Like it is our night to do that because a, we've worked hard all week. B I'm like, okay, if I haven't eaten out all week, guess what I get Mm -hmm. to do Friday night. I get to order whatever it is I want and it doesn't matter. And I don't put a cap on what I order. So like, I can't order just, it has to be $20 or less. No. If I want to order $30 worth of Chinese food, I order $30 worth of Chinese food. Not that that's hard to do because Chinese food, right. is but <laughs> right. you know, but it's like, but then like this weekend, I am craving a quesadilla. That's my thing. Everybody yeah. loves Mexican in my group, but me. So I always say, well, I could find a quesadilla somewhere. Like, yeah. you know, that's yeah. my, that's the mod. Everybody says that every time we talk about Mexican food. Yeah. She can find a quesadilla somewhere. <laughs> it's become my like my mantra so yeah I was craving a quesadilla so so I so I did I ordered a quesadilla and I wanted and and here's what I do and I wanted fettuccine alfredo and I was like okay well how can I do this child's kids menu kids menu they're half the cost of an adult menu and you can get multiple things for the same price as one adult menu. So I had my quesadilla, I had my fettuccine Alfredo, and the side that came with the Alfredo was mozzarella sticks. Now, Perfect. not the most nutritious meal in the world, I give you that. <laughs> right. But I saved the fettuccine Alfredo for lunch the next day and half my quesadilla. Mm-hmm. So I had half my quesadilla and mozzarella sticks. I was, I was the happiest inner child in that moment. And I, I, I was so excited. Yeah. But, you know, that's why we have to allow ourselves the grace of just being, you know, okay, you know what? Those things are like, they excite me because there's a little kid in me and I love mozzarella sticks and I love quesadillas. So yeah, I was able to satisfy all of that 
and not deny myself because I'll have this thing where I'll say, no, it's too expensive. And then I'll like try to convince myself I want something else that costs just as much as what I wanted in the first place. And I'm like, why, why do I do that to myself? Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause there's that, I mean, there's so much of it, of the indulgence, right? Like when we start to have that judgment, we we're believing that we're indulging. Yeah. Right. And so then we have to make our brain feel like we're not somehow. Right. And so we've gone from like, what is the, the indulgence was the money at first, but now the indulgence is the meal. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and it, it's uh, split seconds, right. Our, our, our subcon- we use the tiniest part of our brain, like power is conscious. The rest of it is subconscious programming and auto, you know, auto functions everywhere, all over the place. And it happens that quickly, right. Of where, when we're not intentional, when we're not taking that breath of like, okay, what is happening right now? What can I do? What do I need? What is really going on right now? Right. Like I want to order out and, you know, having that conversation of like, I want multiple things, but if I do it the way that I normally do it, it's going to cost me a hundred dollars and I don't want to do that. Yeah. So what can I do? Where is this coming from? Do I really want all of those things? Or am I yes. just having a, I'm super hungry and I want all the food, yes. right? Like this is these are the conversations we have, right? Like, and then we allow ourselves to make the choice that feels very much like, okay, we have gotten to an agreement yes. <laughs> that we feel okay with We're we're in an agreement of this, this, like sometimes I have to compartmentalize the things, right? Like when I'm doing this, I'm supporting my dream. When I'm doing this, I'm supporting myself, right? Like, because sometimes they're not the same. (laughs) Sometimes I need a self-care thing that doesn't look like it goes on my goals list, right? Especially when it's financial, right? Like I, you know, I went to drop off some baby clothes to um, a friend of mine. She happens to work at a metaphysical shop. And you know what happened? I can't walk into a medical shop without buying something. So I spent 50 bucks (laughs) and that wasn't intentional and it was on me. And I thought this does not support my financial goal of that, but it supports me right now. I am feel like these are things that are going to help me spiritually and I need that spiritual support right now. So I need to separate those two things right now so that I don't have any judgment on it that I can, I can have the compassion that I need to have to not beat myself up about spending money when I said I wasn't going to spend money, right. you know, um, and it, it, and reining it in, because I know that that can be, um, when it's an emotional decision, people will do it. And they're like, yeah, well, I spent a thousand dollars, you know, right. And they're like, and I really like, screwed up like my $200, financial dollar like right. all from the sale that I watched and I spent $200 on Christmas. Right. Right. Oh, like, like that can happen like super easily, but that's, it's all part of the retraining yeah. that's, and that's where we come in with the compassion of like, okay, well, I've got some other stuff in here, that this isn't just the save or don't save. There's emotional decisions I make. There's all kinds of other stuff for me to look at so that I can feel whole about all kinds of stuff and eliminate some of the need for, for whatever it is. We were just talking before about Amazon. I got very comfortable with add to cart and feeling excited about the things that I was getting. Cause the things I was getting were tied to things I like to do most of the time, crafting stuff and things like that. Well, I said my financial goal and because of moving, do not add crap to the room. (laughs) Like we have to pack it up like, and, and we'll reevaluate and everything. 
It's sad. I miss my packages. I miss my excitement about new things that I'm doing, but it's not supporting my goal right now. So, but I feel good about it. I don't feel deprived. I feel like, okay, this is part of the process. You put it to the side for right now. You pick it right back up when you're, when, when you can, and it is all good. It's not deprivation. It's, it's, you know, just putting something ahead. It's reprioritizing temporarily and allowing that to be because of the, because of the thing I found in my blind spot that I didn't know was there and then had the courage to follow, you know, um, to, to bring it back when we were talking about that, um, you know, or when I first thought about it, it was a knee jerk reaction. I got pissed. I was like, I'm so tired of being at somebody's mercy. And I felt when I say somebody, it's an overarching thing of anybody, you know, any landlord, anybody who is not me controlling where I live. I got pissed. I said, I don't want this. What, but, you know, well, the only way to not have that is for you to buy something. Mm -hmm. Can you buy something? You know, and I got curious and was like, probably not. I mean, honestly, I went in and was like, I'm going to get laughed out of this. Sent all my information to somebody. Just, it was like, I felt like in that moment, I had to at least prove it to myself that, that I couldn't right? like put it away. So you could put it away if it's time to put it away. And instead what I got was, <laughs> huh, here's a couple things for you to look at. That's all I needed y'all to be like, so that's not a no. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. So, <laughs> right. So I see a door opening and I, when I see doors open, I stomp right through them with my Google <laughs> and I Google every other thing that's possible. And I bounced off some people. There were lots of people that said no. And the more they said no, the more that fire in me, the rebel in me is like, I might need to show somebody something, right? Like I just felt like I don't need your judgment of me right now because that's not the space I'm in. I'm not allowing that judgment. And it was a very empowering thing because I do think in the past, there have been times where I would have used that to beat on myself. Look what you've done with your life. You'll never, you know, you'll, you'll never be able to do this. Everybody's saying no, blah, blah. When I say everybody, I mean like four people, by the way, this is a country that has (laughs) probably millions of people (laughs) handing out mortgages. I talked to four and then I'm gonna, you know, hang it up. Absolutely not. I kept looking and then kept dreaming and kept feeling that feeling, right? When we talk about manifesting, I started to think about that feeling of the freedom to think about the idea that as long as I'm paying my mortgage payment, that house stays right there. And I live in it and I paint the walls, however I want to paint them. And if I want to change them every Tuesday, I can, (laughs) because it's mine. (laughs) Right. And the more I did that, the more I said, I went from, you know, could this happen to how can I make this happen? how can this be possible for me? And that is a huge jump y'all from this can never happen because I'll never have a down payment. Right. Which is a very negative thing that I didn't know was inside my brain until it came out. And then I was like, Oh my God, I literally have told myself for years (laughs) that this can never be. Uh And that's why it never was (laughs) because I never looked in that spot because it was scary. It was, it felt bad. It felt bad to be like, look at the choices you've made in your life. And now you can't ever have this. Yeah. So you stay over there. I don't want to have those feelings, (laughs) 
those feelings are sad feelings and judgy feelings. So we're just going to like put that way over here in the periphery, but now bringing it back in and being like, I don't have to have that feeling. I can have the feeling of, yeah, you didn't plan for this at all, but you can plan for it from this day forward. You You can figure that out because you want it. And it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks that takes an, that's an act of courage within yourself. It's an act of courage out in the world. I mean, people probably who know me are like, yeah, right. You know, thinking the same thing because of how I am and how I move around. Like, sure. This is what you're going to do. Like, okay, you'll see what I'm going to do. I'll see what I'm going to do. I don't really know, but I'm following for the first time with courage of what can be not what is and not what was or what I think, but let's just see and, and, and see where it goes and make, make the goals happen. However, they have to happen and getting creative, but that takes, I mean, it is, it's an act of courage to even believe that that could be for me. Yeah, it does. Because when we're, when we have to look at our own tendencies, when we have to look at like, what is my relationship with money? What is my relationship with, with, you know, buying a house? What is my relationship? Because here's the thing. When we think about housing, when we think about buying a house, when we think about all of those things, we have to think about how, what relationship did my parents have with money? Yeah. Because what happens is we look at our tendencies, our thought processes are very sometimes akin to our family's thought processes. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's where we have to learn what generational cycles am I going to be working on clearing up? Um, you know, I know that my eating out habits used to stem from the fact that we never did because my mother said there was never any money. So I used eating out as a kind of a way to signif- signal that I'm okay. I'm good, but I'm not because I'm spending a lot of money. So it became, you know, I have to, I had to look deep in my thought processes, my belief systems, my relationships with money, my relationships with the idea of owning a house even, or like when, when we were, because we were just talking about it and I was just looking, you know, at the same thing. It's like, well, what is that? My rent just went up. $75. It was like, really, this is going to happen. By the time I'm done living here, I'll pay more rent than I would pay a mortgage for, you know, a small house. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, but I have to see where my spending tendencies are. What, how, how do I deal with money? Mm -hmm. That's my, that's where I have to see what some people would call flaws or some people will call, you know, our, 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 frivolity right how much do I waste right like that to me is like how much money do I waste like well that's not a nice way to come come at it (laughs) and I don't and 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 here's the thing is that I also have to come at it with compassion because most of the time my spending is based off of some sort of emotion that is not of a high vibration it's a sense Mm -hmm. of lack maybe loneliness maybe depression there's something that me spending money fixes in me or s- seems like it does. Yeah. 
And I needed to become aware of it. I needed to see that about myself. I needed to admit that about myself. Mm-hmm. But it takes that idea of being in neutral and non and, and the idea of just saying, oh, okay. And seeing myself in that situation, spending that money going, yeah, I know why she did it. I get it. Mm-hmm. I understand. And I have a lot of love and empathy for that because that's that's not always a hard and easy place to cope without some sort of coping mechanism. You know, we mm-hmm. all run from the things about ourselves we don't like, yeah. whether we do it through addictions or whether we do it through some other way. There are parts of us we don't want to see. And it takes a lot of just courage to go, I'm going to look at this now and I'm going to look at it with neutrality. And then I'm going to learn to love and have compassion for that part of myself because it was, it was born out of somebody else's programming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want to be free of that programming. And mm-hmm. so I have to see it. It's like we talk about when we're talking about emotions and healing and we're, t- if you don't see it, if you're not aware of it, you can't heal it. You can't right. fix it. You can't change it, shift it, make it different. Love it. If you don't see that in yourself, yeah. you can't, you're, you're, you, there's no way that you can consciously take part in, in shifting that or healing it. Yeah. And And it locks the doors to so much when you do that. I mean, living in ignorance and that's what it feels like, you know, when, when something comes up and I'm like, I was real ignorant to that. Like it wasn't, I like, didn't even want to go there. What it unlocks through that, you know, sometimes ugly first step is like, wow, like when you get to the points that we've gotten to, I mean, we, we do this growth. We love to do it most of the time and sometimes it sucks (laughs) but like when I was talking about looking back and going that that person that I was back then I could have stayed that person yeah you know I could have chosen not to look at any of those things man am I glad I didn't because I love the journey that I've been on all of it even the negative ones that I was bitching about this morning I still love that I've allowed myself to be in all of these spaces through the courage of going, okay, what uh, I want to learn that about myself. Cause I want to see what's on the other side. I want to see what door that unlocks because I like unlocking doors. Good shit happens when I unlock doors. I'm ready for that. Bad stuff happens when I stay in the room and don't allow any of the doors to open. Eh. You know, I don't want to do that anymore. And that does, you know, it's, I'm going to, there's, there's things that I'm aware of now that I'm not going to handle right now because of, you know, some of the stuff that's on my plate in this moment, but there's some other healing around certain parts of my life that I know I've got to go in there and get honest and do that ugly work. But I know on the other side of it is that unlocked door of potential. I can't fathom it because I haven't experienced it because I haven't done it, (laughs) but I just have to know like, Ooh, you know, it's always good over there. So let's see what's over there. Yep. It's about freedom. Yeah. When you unlock doors, you have freedom of choice. Yes. And that's when awareness comes to, and it can be anything. I mean, I was just sharing with Vanessa today too, about, you know, okay, say you're a healer. Say you want to charge for your services. Say you want it to be your side gig and you want to grow it into being your only gig. You know, we have to take that leap of faith at some point 
And, and, you know, if you're like me, like I know Vanessa's heard me talk about doing psychic fairs for gosh, I don't know how long, like, and I just kept talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. And it was like, and I think the universe was like, girl, don't <laughs> stop talking about this and do it. I'm going to knock you upside the head with it. And I, it just, and, and so, and I mean, there's no irony that I, oh, in announcement mode, like I filed the petition to actually legally change my name. March 15th is the date that my name legally changed to something else to Grace Evergreen. And so it was like, I was in this mode and then I was teaching and I was with the angels. I spent like three whole days the week before in high vibrational energy with the angels and Metatron and all that. And I was, I was on a high and then I, I filed my petition. I was still on a high. And then I did two day intensive teaching class still on a high. Mm-hmm. And like in this moment, in that flow, in the space that I love to exist in because all things are possible. I just decided to sign up for three different fairs. Like I was like, oh, and the, the first one was online the next day. So I had nothing prepared. I had no intro prepared. I had nothing prepared for the three talks I decided to give. Cause you know, why not that too? Right. Yeah. And you bet. so, and so like, I was like all in, I fumbled my words with my, um, with my introduction. Um, yep. I, I didn't, my first talk didn't go as great, smooth as I wanted it to, but I did it. And now I need, now I know that, oh, that's not something I want to enter in talking about yet. I want to enter into this phase. I want to mm-hmm. talk about the brain. I want to talk about how it affects our emotions and, and, and how it protects us. And that's something I can talk about like mm-hmm. easily and effortlessly. So like I figured some stuff out and yeah. I did it. And I even got clients for after it. So like the courage of like, well, I'll try that. We'll see what happens. You know, it just, it was just like, okay, I just did it. I was like, yep, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. It was like the knowing, it was like the complete knowing and the complete sense of um, just, just do it. Stop talking and just do it. And it was just. I don't know whether it was the high from all the classes, whether I wasn't in my, my conscious mind. So I was going to stop me from doing it. My spirit mind did it. Yep. (laughs) Yep. The angels were like, she's in it. So guess what we get to do? We're going to use her and sign her up for shit that she wouldn't have signed up for when she's not in our vibration. So let's do this while she's still merged. It's like, what else can we, what else can we accomplish when she's in the state? (laughs) Quick, quick, quick. (laughs) What are, what's something more, you know, what's, what's another thing we can get her to do that she's been talking about and we can have the courage to do it. I love that. Which I, I, and I I didn't share this with you before, but as you were talking about the fair again, I remember, because I mean, I went to it and I was like a squirrel on crack like I just couldn't I I was all over the place because I was very excited about all the different things that were there and um, I was on my way like I went to look in at the breakout rooms to a certain thing and I saw yours like looked like packed full and I was like like I had a little moment of a like mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh-huh. I'm so glad you showed up <laughs> you know because it was like me too it's 
it's it's that that thing that we're afraid to do is not that big of a deal when we actually do it we're like the worst that could happen is still not as bad as not ever doing it I mean it becomes true of like I don't like the what if at all anymore I like to just be doing it I I can't stand that it like as soon as I've decided I want to do something I want to do it now whether or not I know it's going to be a success because nobody ever knows anything is going to be a success, but I've grown into that person of like, well, fuck it. Worst that's going to happen is I don't want to do it. And, but then I can take it off the list and I love to take, I love to check off the list. (laughs) So like I'm checking it off no matter what I'm either putting a star or I'm putting a line, but I'm checking off the list. And with that becomes more growth and expansion and courage and you're just feeding off of it. Yes. Let's and do all this. You do it and you, and you just bomb it. Like I felt, I, I mean, I did good. I did well, but I felt like I had so much room for improvement. Now I know what I need to do. Yeah. I have direction. Whereas before you try to do all the things and make all the things pretty. Whereas I just kind of went in with this idea. Well, I'll learn as I go, I guess. And now I have understanding of where I do need to go. Like what, okay, I need to time my intros and make sure that I put in my intros, what, how I want to be, you know, appear. Mm -hmm. I need to make sure that I have like, um, like my talks. I want to be able to make sure I do my talks, practice them, make sure I'm in them Mm -hmm. with like, um, like within the minutes that I'm being allowed, you know what I mean? Like make sure that I'm not like, Oh, we're done. Bye. Right. <laughs> Cause I want to have time for questions. I want to have time for people to, you know, whatever. And to, and, and just, and I didn't realize like the one, the one thing I thought, Oh, nobody's going to want is the one thing everybody enjoyed the most. It's like, so how do you know? It's like, well, okay. I guess I was wrong, <laughs> but <laughs> Those are honestly the greatest experiences because I really feel like they humble us. Like, you know, like when I do that, I'm like, okay, so maybe you don't know. (laughs) Maybe you don't know better. (laughs) Like, we're just going to suspend the reality that I thought was about five minutes ago when I knew better and go, okay, (laughs) like, just, this is just your friendly reminder that you don't know everything (laughs) (laughs) and that you, when you're doing fear-based stuff, you definitely don't know. (laughs) (laughs) nothing nothing so I yeah guys it's it doesn't cost to have courage it feels like it costs pride I think like as soon as you said it I was like I can hear 30 people being like uh my bruised ego (laughs) like (laughs) is a huge cost but it's like when when your your ego can only be bruised if you let it be bruised right truly because if you, if you go into it thinking that this is a value of you, well, then, yeah, you're going to have an ego bruise one way or another, because there's always a hater out there. But if you go into it as a learning experience and a checking off of the list, your ego is pretty hard to bruise because you're kind of not in it. <laughs> and I think the, bru- the ego gets bruised is because your ego wants to contain your identity into how your life is right now. And when you shift it, when you shift it and you look at the things, you look at the things that your ego tries to avoid you to look at, 
it's because it's freedom from the ego that is what's given in that in that moment that gift in that in that bravery into stepping into something and looking at something uh, within yourself that you don't necessarily like Mm -hmm. you get freedom because here's the thing when you see it and you can step back from the judgment of it you say how can I work with myself to heal and shift this then you are free Mm -hmm. from it because the thing of it is is that I think we don't understand is that how much we use words and we use how we are now to prison us to get, it's like the devil, you know, so to speak, mm-hmm. I'm this way. So I know, so I know what's going to happen if this happens, if I'm always this way, Yeah. but what if you weren't, what if you took a chance and decided to buy a home or you took a chance and decided to do a fair or decided to put your name out there as who you are like what if you took that chance sure you have just as much chance as getting haters and people who are assholes coming in but you have just as much chance and has at having people come in and go that is amazing Mm -hmm. the things that people said the group healing was the thing that i thought that people wouldn't want I think that was the one that was full when I looked and I was like, oh, okay. But the, it was the biggest, it had the biggest impact of all of them. Yeah. And people were like, thank you so much for giving me just this time to breathe and just a moment of relaxation and just a gift from the angels. And, um, you know, I just thank you. It was beautiful. Yeah. I was like, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for coming. No, thank you. (laughs) You have no idea. (laughs) I didn't think anybody would like it. (laughs) Right. So it's like, you know, it's just, it's the things about us that we have shame around the things about us that we have judgment or guilt around are truly the things about us that need the most love. Yeah. And chances are the shame and the guilt or the judgment we have is someone else's and it's not for you to carry. It's lay down that judgment, lay down that shame and that guilt. It's, is it easy? No, it's not. I, I still have shame, but I also am standing up to the people that gave me that shame Mm -hmm. and I'm standing up to them saying, are you telling me I should feel shameful? And I'm like, I'm actively like, confronting them with that because I refuse to be shamed of being the human that I am having the wants that I want having the dreams and desires that I have I I'm I'm 40 what how old am I 44 and I'll be 40 this I'll year? be 44 this year yeah okay so I'll be 45 this year sorry guys I never know um but I'm just, I'm, I'm at that age where I'm like, I've paid enough penance in my life for all the things that everybody told me I should be guilty or shameful for. And I'm done okay. being that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to live my life. And if I have done something wrong where I feel penance is made, like required, meaning apologizing or having remorse or having a bitter understanding of why I did it. So I don't do it again. I'm here for that. I'm not too grown to say I'm sorry to people. 
I'm not too self-important to admit I was wrong. And, and I think that that's where sometimes we get stuck. Yeah. And, but I encourage you to just be like, eh, I'm just going to be neutral. I'm not even going to have the expectation of loving or having compassion for myself in that moment. I'm just going to look at what that is, the thing I don't want to see. Yeah. And I'm going to be neutral. And I'm going to look at it as if I'm observing something, as if it's someone else. Detective. That helps. <laughs> I think of it as coming in as like, it's just the detective. I'm just yeah. here to look at, look for the stuff. <laughs> it's not my job to even make meaning of it, right? Like <laughs> we make meaning of it much later after we've collected all the evidence. Yeah. Right now we just look at it. Yeah. Objectively. 100%. <laughs> this is a knife. This is a this. This is a this. It's very simple. <laughs> we put the pieces together later. <laughs> yep. And I hope this has inspired you guys to step into that space of neutrality and courage and look at the parts of you that you may not particularly like. Even try out a small one today. It doesn't have to be big. You don't have to go full on unless you're like me or Vanessa. And <laughs> yeah, we can dive you in like, and just maybe I'll buy a house. Like, you yeah. don't have to do that today. <laughs> you can. Yeah. It's, easier than, it's easier than you think, but if you don't want to. <laughs> And, and if you just, you know, if you don't want to look at the heavier stuff because you need to do it in a safety container, like therapy or in a different place, that's fine. But look at something little, some little tiny idiosyncrasy. Like for me, I leave my cabinet doors open and it bugs the shit out of my friend, Yeshua. He like, he, he just, I could see the tick start to form in his eyes when he sees, comes into my house when he's like, and I don't do it on purpose. I just forget to shut it. <laughs> like, I just yeah. walk away. Just, I'm done here. <laughs> yeah. I and I do close it when I see it, but like, yeah, <laughs> all my cabinet doors was just like, you know, open. It's like, it reminds you know, me of in, in, the, in um, what's the movie? I see dead people. So, oh, Sixth Sense? Sixth Sense, yeah. That's part of it when he's in the kitchen and the mom turns around and everything's open. That's what yeah. that reminds me of. <laughs> okay that's creepy blame it on the ghosty <laughs> anyway yes. sorry wow okay <laughs> so if you need if you want to talk about it and you need courage and you need help being in neutral you need help exploring reach out to us truly truly 110 percent. reach out to us you yes. know our email address freudsangels at gmail.com um Vanessa has her, uh, Vanessa Perry. What is your business page now? Uh, Vanessa Perry.net is my, um, website website, um, on Instagram, c.stars.psych. And my Facebook is Vanessa Perry psychology. There you go. Mine's Grace Evergreen. Um, and my handle for, uh, Instagram. I'm like, what is that platform? It's at grace.evergreen.pnw, Pacific Northwest. Um, and I don't have a website yet because I'm still building it. Um, <laughs> I took the old one down, so it's not there anymore. Um, so yeah, reach out to us. We're here to help. We're here to encourage you, empower you with the idea that, yeah, I can see the things that I avoid about myself and the world is not going to end. And I can have empathy and compassion for that. And not or only least, is the world not going to end, it's going to open up yeah. so wide. That freedom it's going to get brighter in here. Yes. We love you guys. 
and we'll talk to you next week. Yes. Love you. If you were triggered by anything said in this podcast, please dial 911 or go to your local emergency room. More deeply understand your unique emotional reaction to today's podcast. I'd love for you to connect with me. You can find me at Vanessa Perry counselor at gmail.com or at www.vanessaperry.net. And if you wish to take your healing further through energy work or channeling angels or the highest level beings, please reach out to me, Grace, at graceevergreen.com or graceevergreen at outlook.com. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.